Hello, and welcome to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. My name is Sandra Dawes, and I'm your host. And if you're new to the podcast, the Embrace Your Destiny podcast is all about sharing the journeys of women who have been through a challenging time in their life, whatever that may look like, whether it's a job loss or relationship troubles and it's about them sharing that story and how they got through it the lessons they've learned and advice they can give to you if you're going through something similar in your own life and the whole purpose is to provide you with hope if you are going through a challenging time in your own life to know that this too shall pass and there is always late at the end of the tunnel and today's guest is Samari Palnett and she is a children's author, speaker, and coach. She is the owner of Path to Purpose and founder of Beauty Is You, Inc. Samari is a confidence and mindset coach to moms, wives, and other nurturing women of the world. She helps her clients achieve their goals and live a more fulfilled life without guilt. Through Beauty Is You, Inc., Samari is able to empower, inspire, and educate young girls, teens, and women in the community to be more confident, connect with community leaders, and learn to find happiness within themselves. Samari is passionate about helping, motivating, and inspiring others. She is blessed to be married to a hardworking man and father and mom to four amazing boys, including one-year-old twins. In her spare time, she enjoys exploring, relaxing with yoga, being a foodie, and promoting self-love. So welcome, Samari, and thanks so much for sharing your journey with me today. Thank you so much for having me. So, Samari, what is the journey that you would like to share with listeners today? Um, so I have, you know, in life we have several journeys, but my main journey where it has brought me to this point in my life, um, I must say that is absolutely my childhood and just growing up um, in like the midst of chaos and how that has put me in the place where I am now. And so what, how did it all start? What was your childhood like? So it was a little chaotic. Um, my mom and dad, you know, they were together. They had been together for a while. Um, and they, my mom was more stable, but she also came from a very traumatic past. So she, um, she was with my father who was kind of someone who for her, like was took her out of that trauma but at the same time um was someone who was also very abusive in different ways so coming to that you know that was kind of we saw a lot of that growing up my sister and I and unfortunately you know that kind of you know made a huge impact in our views on how like we look at life and how we wanted to grow up and wanted what we wanted to do and it affected us um, negatively, but at the same time, it made us stronger in different ways that we were able to kind of see that and see that we didn't want a life like that. So we wanted to do different. Right. And that, and you know, it was, it was a challenge, you know, you grow up, you think of like, you go to school, you hear of like, kind of like a picture perfect, like, you know, childhood and people are living in like their homes and not bouncing from place to place. And my father, you know, he was, into drugs he was selling them he was using them and like our house was always in and out he was never like fully stable and like in his mindset you know he did all of this to help his family but necessarily like ultimately that didn't really help us that kind of hurt everyone as a whole and my mom she wasn't into any of that but she 
stayed by him because she was so afraid to leave and not have something or someone to fall back on that she felt that that was her only option during that time. So she was kind of trapped in this mindset that like, this is the only way that I could, you know, help my daughter successful and like give them what they need. And I know like nothing would happen to them in, in that sense. Um, but in, it was kind of a twisted way because that wasn't really keeping us safe all the time and like doing what we needed to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah, there might've been some sense of security, but there was no stability. Exactly. So it was just, it was this like weird stuff going on in her mind. Like, yes, you know, I'm going to do this. Um, and for us, you know, for me particularly, I'm the oldest of my sister and I, so I was very upset with her, the older that I got, because I felt like, you know, you have other options. You can leave, you can find, um, another way to raise us. And it doesn't have to be like a man being in the picture and be part of our family. I just was very upset and angry with her. Um, but that also fuel what I wanted to do in life. Like as I got older, I understood where she was coming from. And I knew that like, this was in her mind, her only option. And I, I totally get it now growing up as a teenager and an early adult, I had a very difficult time understanding that. But the more that I grew up, the more mature I became, um, the more that I wanted to give back to others, whether they were in that situation or felt like they were trapped and feel like they are also going through this and they can't do nothing else about it. Um, the more that like, I understood where she came from too. Yeah. It's amazing how, um, when you take a step back from the situation, you know, whether it's five, 10 years, um, it gives you a lot, a much different perspective on things. And I think, yeah, maturity makes such a big difference because you get to empathize in a way that you can't when you're younger and don't have the same experiences. Absolutely. And, and it was a drive for me, you know, the older I got now, the more that I want to share with others, like you can do this, you know, you have, goals in your mind, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, where your circumstances are, you can still accomplish what you want in life. And regardless of that, you cannot always be a victim of your situation. You have to look past that. You know, you survived that. Now use your experience and what you went through to fuel your goals and your dreams in life. Right. So it's reminding people that their past doesn't have to define them, that they can go through those experiences and and shift the path that they're on. They don't have to stay on the same path. Yes. And I'm very passionate about that because, you know, there have been a lot of people in my life um, growing up and even now and that have been very, they have been in mentorship roles towards me and I've seen them, you know, they have inspired me and they have also been kind of my side cheerleader, um, cheerleading, like cheer me on to do what I have to do, you know, like accomplish my dreams and not give up regardless of what's going on. And like, just keep on going, you know, be focused. And even if something is happening, you know, these are all different lessons in your life and take what you can from them and then move on because dwelling in them is not going to do anybody any good. No, not at all. And I think you um, <laughs> touch on a, an important part because it's so important to have a strong support system behind you. Like, yeah, you can get through it on your own, but it's so much more challenging to do it that way. And so if you can find people who can be that positive support system for you, it makes such a huge difference. Yes. And it's amazing. You know, once you have those people, once you are able to kind of 
know that they're in your corner, that there's people like they're kind of, I mean, expecting you to do well and also like giving you some resources and guiding you in that way. Um, it makes everything much better. You know, it doesn't make it always easier, but it makes it better to go through life and do this. Yeah. And, um, how would you say that your experiences when you were younger, how did that affect the decisions you made in your own life when it came to relationships and that sort of thing? So to be honest, I feel like I'm still kind of reaping the negative effects of that in Mm. my own marriage from time to time. Um, my father was, I mean, my mom and my father, thank God split up, <laughs> but it was way after like we left the house and everything else. But, um, he was a very controlling person. And in my, you know, I was, I knew for sure that this is not what I wanted in life. I'm like, I don't want anyone ever controlling me or telling me what to do because that's not the way it's going to be. So even now, like with my husband, sometimes he'll suggest something and I will react in a way that, I feel like he's trying to control me and that might not be his original intention because he's not doing that. But in my mind, like I need to take a step back sometimes and understand where he's coming from. So it does bring up a lot of challenges in that sense. Um, I, I react more quickly than I probably should only because of like my own experience in the past. And I feel like if I let that go and I don't say something about it, then that could amount to something worse later on. Absolutely. It can fester. But I think that um, having that awareness of the fact that that is a trigger is so huge because I think that a lot of times we go through life and we're not aware of those triggers. And so we blow up at things. The cer- yes. you know, the same themes will pop up and our reaction will always be the same, but it'll never necessarily be justified because but because the other person doesn't know necessarily our history or why that triggers us the way it does or um yeah the meaning behind how you're receiving the message that um yeah being aware of that is so important so that you don't react in the same way or even if you do that you realize where it's coming from so that you can um manage the the consequences of reacting in a negative way Yes. And it's huge. You know, I mean, I try, <laughs> I try to be more conscious and, um, and know that, you know, that's not his intentions. We've been together for more than 10 years. So I know where he's coming from. He's not going to try to be a controlling person all of a sudden now. Um, and I know that that's not, you know, his original intentions at all. But again, unfortunately, like there's a still part of me that goes back to like, being seven eight years old and seeing how my father treated my mother and how she let it happen for so long that you know it made a huge negative impact in her life you know and she's still building herself up now after she's like 50 years old you know and I'm happy that she's able to do that but I don't want to have to ever go through that and feel like at 50 something years old this is where I really start to live my life right yeah Samari, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned so far in your experience? Um, my biggest lesson, I would say, I mean, just to be inspired and not give up in life, period. I think often we let our circumstances, like I said before, control kind of what, what we're doing and dictate what we're going to do and not pursue. And I feel like that has been like my lesson in life. Like, um, 
not going to give up. I don't care what statistics say about kids who grow up in like households where there's drugs and like you see prostitutes and you see like, you know, all this negativity going on around you. Like that's not going to make me do that. And that I'm going to do the total opposite. And a lot of times we get kind of grouped and people assume just because we lived a certain way or because we had those experiences that we're going to be the same way that we grew up in. And that's not true at all. No, I think that, um, that's a big lesson because we always have a choice. And I think that sometimes we can be so caught up in our experiences that we forget that we can choose to react differently. We can choose to do things differently. And, um, yeah, so we just get caught up in, in maintaining that status quo when if we're not happy with the status quo, we can always do something about it. It's not like we can change it overnight, but we can do little things in a different way and get different results from it. Absolutely. And that's kind of where I went with my business and why I started like my nonprofit and everything else in my life, because I saw that other people needed to hear that. I don't always share my story. You know, like that's not the first thing I, <laughs> I tell everyone, um, you know, my past and my history and all of that. But it is something that I feel that when the time is right, I do need to share it sometimes. And I need to let them know, like, yes, I could have, like, I went to college. I did what I had to do, but my past wasn't all like beautiful. It wasn't like <laughs> all great and wonderful and everything was set up for me. So I love to share that part of me when it's, a good you know time and then give them that push that they need like listen if I did it you could do it too and like there's other plenty of other people who have also done it and have gone through like even worse things and other experiences that are still going after their dreams and are still accomplishing amazing things in life right yeah and I think that that reminding ourselves of that is so important um and I may have mentioned this in another podcast interview, but I remember seeing Bob Proctor in um, 2009 and it was a full day event and it was great. But at near the end, he gave everybody in the room a copy of the book, a copy of a chap- the chapter on persistence from the book Think and Grow Rich. And he suggested that we find an accountability partner and read it to one another for 30 days. And... Um, you know, you wonder why he would ask you to read a chapter in a book for 30 days. But it was, um, it was so great because I did it with um, the person I actually went to the event with. And by the end of it, we could, you know, recite the chapter without even really looking at the book he gave us. But I think the whole point of it was to sort of embed in your brain that, you know, there are people who have gone through really challenging times to make their goals a reality, but they didn't give up. They persisted and they found a way to make those goals a reality. And I think that that's such a huge reminder for people is that, you know, everybody's going through something at some point in their life. um, And we have a choice. We get to choose whether or not those events define us, they swallow us whole or they, or we use it as, a course correction, right? We allow it to lead us in a different direction that may bring us closer to where we really want to be. And I think that when we can realize that and, you know, really be 
patient with ourselves and with the process that we can we can get there because again I feel like a lot of these circumstances they didn't the negative circumstances didn't happen overnight either right they were a progression and so I think to undo those things or the the programming that's created from those negative experiences that's going to take time too and I think that we're in this society of instant gratification so that everybody wants everything to happen, you know, by the end of today or tomorrow (laughs) when it's sort of unrealistic. And I think that, yeah, we have to learn how to be patient again. And that like, not everything is a Netflix, you know, binge watching (laughs) season, right. That sometimes you have to, yeah, take it one step at a time and um, yeah. And just be patient and know that, what's meant to be is coming to you, but you're not in control of when it's all going to happen. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you say that because I recently just brought like wrote a blog post. I haven't published it yet, but it's about that. It's about how we're very impatient. We want to like have things right then and there, you know, we want to put a, a quote unquote plan in motion and like, we wanted to see results right away. And like, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And I know that's so cliche, but it really wasn't like, you know, so if you're going to be great, if you're going to do great things, if you're going to like touch many lives and do the changes that you want to do, you cannot expect it to do it overnight because it's just not going to happen. Like your journey is part of how you're sharing that and how you're doing that and how you're influencing and helping those others see that as you're doing it. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Samari, what advice would you give to somebody going through something similar in their own life right now? See a young person who maybe, yeah, has that troubled childhood and is still struggling to, um, to create their own life and not repeat the same patterns. I think the biggest thing to know is that you deserved better. Like you deserve to be able to do what you want and what makes you happy in life and sitting here with these feelings and emotions is not going to make you happy. It's going to make you more sad, angry, or put you back in that place that you were before in that negative mindset. Um, so knowing that you deserve better, like your circumstances are not who you are and use that as a, a blueprint to keep going forward. And like, to give you like that push that you need. Just keep looking at it as like an experience. And what am I getting from this experience? Not like this sucks. Like, (laughs) you know, it happened to me and like it sucks and I'm going to live in it. And no, like, you know, you do not have to live in it. You have the choice. Ultimately you have the choice to really move past that and you can do it. Yeah. I think that's some, uh, some good wisdom to, to, to uh, remind people of because it can be so easy to allow those negative circumstances to, to really swallow you whole and, you know, allow you to feel like giving up on ever having the life that you truly want for yourself. And I don't think that that's why we're here at all. No. And I think that um, for me, the biggest thing that I've realized is that life isn't happening to us it's happening for us so even these this negative whatever our upbringing was if it wasn't the ideal upbringing that that happened for a reason that we needed to go through those experiences because that's made us the people we are today and um 
Yeah. And so to think that there are no mistakes, that everything is happening for us and just really makes you think about why these things are happening and what can you learn from them? How can you, how can this experience make you a stronger, wiser, better person instead of just thinking that it's a sucky situation? (laughs) Absolutely. I agree. You know, completely agree. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's not easy, though, you know, to, um, to make that shift, because, I mean, some of our experiences, whether as children or adults, are really painful ones. And so it's hard to, to step back and think about the fact that this is happening for a greater purpose, you know, when you're, when you're in it. Um, But I think that if you want to get out of it, if you want to feel better, then you have to choose to start to look at why it's happening and what can you, how can you benefit from this experience? Because, um, yeah, like you said, you can allow it to really swallow you whole and to almost feel like you're stuck in quicksand. And, you know, I, I've seen people who get stuck that way for years. And um, mm-hmm. it's it's so sad to see that because you know that, if they could just get themselves out of it, then they could achieve so many amazing things. So I think we're all capable of achieving awesome things, whether that's, you know, starting your own business, writing a book, doing an inspirational talk, or even just being a mentor, like, you know, being a big brother or big sister or being a volunteer somewhere. Like we all have a special gift to share and we just have to. And I think a lot of times that gift comes out of those negative experiences I don't think that if you've had like a really happy, awesome, positive childhood that you're more equipped to help other people. I think that when you <laughs> when you can, you know, talk about things and and not talk about it theoretically, like say I read it in a book somewhere, but to know that you've lived it and you're yeah. talking from your own personal experiences, I think makes such a big difference. And it's true. It's absolutely true. I'm like it's hard you said the right thing it's not easy when you're in it sometimes you don't even realize how much in it you are um until either somebody like really like tells you like listen you have to stop doing that you have to stop blaming this and a similar experience happened to me you know as I was going through college and I was blaming like my my father and my mom for a lot of the choices that I made and there weren't like horrible choices but you know I could have chosen to do something differently um, my husband was a good person to tell me, you know, like, you know, that's not, you know, it's not their fault anymore. You know, it's, it's past that you need to be able to like, just know that you are now in control of this. They cannot control what you're doing right this very moment. So like take ownership over that, you know, take ownership of that control and, and what you're doing in that moment. Yeah. Samari, thank you so much for sharing your story and, um, the lessons you learned and, for providing the advice that you did. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share? No, thank you so much for having me. So yeah, again, I appreciate your time. And for those of you listening who may not be um, able to refer back to the show notes, you can learn more about Samari, where to find her and learn more about what she's doing um, in the show notes, in the links that I will provide. So again, thank you so much, Samari. And I will see you guys next week.